Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Would you be the jerk for refusing service to the British? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for freaking out at my husband's thoughtful gift? Yesterday was my birthday. My husband was getting on my case lately about buying too many peppermint mocha lattes from Starbucks. For two days before my birthday, he's hyping up this gift he'll give me first thing in the morning, so he surprised me with a homemade peppermint mocha latte that he made. The twist is he made it with essential oils that some random lady at a health food store assured him is okay. I have a panic attack after he tells me he fed me essential oils. I felt enraged and hated when I looked at the essential oil bottle and it clearly states it's for use in a humidifier. He didn't even read the bottle before deciding to make me this sweet gesture with it. I've never been interested in essential oils, so he has no reason to think I'd want to ingest this. He says he isn't the jerk because how could he know a shopkeeper would lie? Am I the jerk for blowing up and telling him I'm so disappointed? Update, Poison Control said I'll be fine and it's probably the panic attack that freaked my stomach up. He bought the food safe peppermint so he can redo the drink safely now. Husband understands I'm not an essential oil gal and won't be giving me any more ever. I mean I completely understand OP freaking out in a situation like this. Although I would be willing to understand that this was a total mistake on the husband's part, albeit a rather thoughtless one. I mean, if you're going to make something to be ingested, you gotta make sure what you're preparing is actually safe to be edible. I don't think Opie's the jerk because in a situation like that, are you really the jerk for having a panicked moment? I don't think so. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks... Why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is... Am I the jerk for telling my parents to eat crap when they asked me to not let my stepsister have guys over anymore? I, 24-year-old male, got my own place last year. More recently, my stepsister, 24-year-old female, moved in with me. It's been great having her here. We get along great. Something we already know. Pulls her own weight and plus, living on your own can be pretty depressing sometimes, so that helps. I don't have any rules for her since I want her to treat it like her house too. None of that my house, my rules crap a lot of people play. I hate it. Last weekend she had a guy over. Our other sister, 15 year old female, video called us. We video call every night or two and heard someone over and must have told our parents after the call. Because my mom mentioned us having guys over and how that's dangerous last time I saw her. Now my mom, dad and brother, 22 year old male, are calling and texting pestering me to not allow my stepsister to have guys over. I basically only texted back, eat crap. She's a freaking adult and can have who she wants over in her own house. Am I the jerk? I mean, if they were just being cautionary or warning or being like, it's generally a good idea, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's something you can look past, but if they're kind of hounding you on it or making this a whole big thing, I don't blame OP. Especially 24 years old. You're 24 and living on your own. You should be pretty much capable of knowing right or wrong. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to return the gift? 
My brother got divorced 11 years ago when his child was only 4 years old. I was my niece's nanny and I practically raised her. She's like a daughter to me. Recently, my niece has been asking us to buy a laptop for her because she needs one for school. So we figured that that can be her Christmas gift. With my brother's permission, I bought a gaming laptop for her because I know she's a gamer and I figured she'll like it. The problem is that niece's mom called a few days ago and informed us that she bought a Chromebook for my niece since she's been asking for a laptop. I informed her that I bought a laptop for my niece. She told me to return the laptop. I told her this is ridiculous and she should be the one returning the Chromebook. She got mad and said that she's the mom and decides what her daughter should have and asked me to butt out of her parenting and just return the dang laptop. I told her that I'm not returning the laptop so she has a choice now. She can either return the Chromebook and buy another gift or watch her daughter's disappointment when she opens her gift and realizes how petty and cheap her mom is. She called me a jerk. Well, I definitely would prefer the gaming laptop over the Chromebook. Some would say that OP was going about it all the wrong way here and maybe that would make them the jerk. Just in the sense that OP's being overly personal and petty and talking bad about the mom rather than everything just being about the niece. But in the end though, I think it's all still about prioritizing that they just get the best gift possible. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my friend that if she couldn't keep up because of her disability, she just shouldn't come? I, 26-year-old female, have a pretty close group of friends. We have this one girl in our group, Sadie, 27-year-old female. She has a disability that is mostly manageable through medication. Despite this, Sadie has a bad habit of forgetting to take her pills right before we do something she isn't interested in doing. This time it was on a group trip we've been planning for over a year. Due to how high the cost of the trip was, we each decided to take a day and plan an activity that the whole group would participate in. We also rented a van together to get to our destination, as that was the most ideal situation. The first issue with Sadie came up when getting to our destination. Due to the length of the drive, everyone was going to be driving an hour to get to our destination. Right before it was Sadie's turn, she had a flare-up and could not drive. Our friend took over. The next morning, my friend had planned a tour of the town. We all reminded Sadie several times to take her medication as this was an expensive tour, and we did not want it to be cut short. Well, she had forgotten and the tour had to be cut short. This was when I got genuinely upset because this was now my money being wasted. Throughout the week, she had flare-ups pretty often. The actual fights that led to this post occurred on my day, though. The previous day, Sadie had had no flare-ups. It was also her day to plan. This was because she had set alarms to take her medications regularly so that she would be okay. We all reminded her to please take her pills like that again. I decided to take all my friends on a trail ride on horses, as the trails in this town are known for being absolutely beautiful. We paid extra for a basics lesson prior to the trail. In the basics lesson, we're all paired off based on experience and performance in the small arena that they had. I was paired with Sadie. Well, a quarter of the way through the trail, she started having a flare-up. I told her I would not be turning around as this was expensive and I was truly looking forward to this. She begged me to turn around. Finally, the ranger told us that I had to turn around with her as she was my partner. In the car, I told her that she knew how important this was to me and that she should have just taken the pills. She told me that I was being ableist and that I didn't know what the pills did to her. We got into a huge argument in which I said, if your disability can't take being a good friend, 
then maybe you shouldn't come on these trips anyway. While I agree that it was harsh, I didn't think I was in the wrong considering that she had cost us so much money over the years for simply not wanting to do Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Do something. My other friends agree that Sadie is inconvenient at times, but that I should have been more sensitive to her condition. I'm honestly torn on whether to apologize or not. I mean, unless her medication, which seems to fix her issues, somehow causes more severe side effects? I can't blame OP for being upset here when Sadie committed to this, has a routine that would allow them to make it through this commitment that they agreed to go on, and doesn't. Especially when it's something OP was so desperately looking forward to. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister to keep her unsolicited and judgmental opinions to herself and that she's stooping so low it's disgusting? My wife and I welcomed our daughter into the world in November. We named her Kala after my wife's favorite flower and to honor my late grandmother, Lily. We announced the name once we had all the paperwork filled out. For us, it was just easier in case anyone decided to comment something negative. As you can likely tell from the title of the post, my sister did have a problem with the name. She asked us why we chose a weird name and then told us a more classic and sophisticated name would have been far better for our little one. I told my sister to knock it off and we did not ask for her opinion. She said she was only trying to help and I said very clearly we did not need or want her help with our daughter's name, and it was already finalized and not up for change. Two days after our daughter was born, my sister sent my wife a list of names for girls. They were all very common names that had been used throughout the generations, like Emily, Elizabeth, Hannah, Eleanor, etc. My wife replied that Kala's name was already official and not up for change. She told me about it when I got back from the store, 
The next time we saw my sister, she asked my wife why she wanted such an unusual and out there name that nobody else will have. She told my wife that coming from foster care, you would think she would understand the importance of having a name that blends in and is classic and is easy to say and spell. I was not in the room when she said this, but she also told her that she was opening our daughter up for a lifetime of being asked about her name. She left behind two baby names lists that day. I sent my sister a text that we needed a break from her if that's how she was going to behave. She didn't reply right away, and then over the following couple of weeks, she sent many more name suggestions, and when we did not reply, she sent a very long, very detailed email telling us that we did not stop to think about the name Kala when we chose it. She said it might sound pretty to us, but when you have a name that almost nobody else has, it causes problems. She also said that people want and need names that sound like names and not words or plants that are being used as names now. She said she had no idea we were that tryhard that we would pick a nature name, as if that isn't one of the most idiotic things in the world. Then she mentioned my wife being a foster kid again and how she should know better of all people. I snapped and called up my sister to read her the riot act over the phone. I told her to keep her unsolicited and judgmental opinions to herself, and if she does not stop sending us baby name suggestions, then she will be permanently blocked. I told her I did not like her at all right now, and she is being a major jerk and stooping so freaking low that it's disgusting. I ended the call without letting her reply, and she blew up my phone after saying I'd been so disrespectful and crossed more lines than her. Am I the jerk? Opie's definitely not the jerk. How dare they bring up multiple times, nonetheless, the foster care situation. And also, in general, can we agree Kala is not that weird of a name? I think if you want to complain about somebody taking a more original name, I feel like it's a problem more so when there's way too many characters going on or there's way too many syllables or alternative spellings and things like that. Like, if I try to register mentally, okay, I'm going to establish a radar for identifying whether or not a name seems inappropriate or weird. I turn that on, that radar is beep-booping in my head. Kala doesn't even register as weird. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister she is clearly overreacting about everyone ignoring her big pregnancy announcement? I, 35-year-old female, invited my entire extended family over for an early Christmas dinner per my mother's request. My mom has a health issue this year. She asked me to host the family event since she won't be able to. And because our house is quite spacious and we're a large family to begin with, my wife, Charlotte, 38-year-old female, has a corporate job and excellent people skills. So she's an amazing hostess. She entertains everyone, asks everyone what they've been up to, shares stories to keep the night fun, and since the dinner was at our house, she went out of her way to make sure everyone was having an excellent time. She even had our kids, 7-year-old female and 8-year-old male, participate. Through the night, my sister, 40-year-old female, Sarah, announced she was pregnant for the very first time. She had to go through a lot of treatments to get this done, so it's clearly a big deal for us all. Charlotte acknowledged it by congratulating and asking how far along she was, how she was feeling, if she had any special plans she could help with, etc. But the conversation died around 20 minutes later. Sarah came into the kitchen to help, 
But what she really did was to complain about how self-centered Charlotte is since she didn't let anyone take in the news of her being pregnant. Honestly, I was perplexed because even our kids congratulated her and I did not know what else we were supposed to do. She said everyone was ignoring her news. I merely told her she was emotional and overreacting and that Charlotte was just trying to be a good hostess. Sarah said that I was BSing her and called me a jerk for suggesting pregnancy made her emotional because she knew exactly what she was saying. I cannot possibly suggest that because I've been pregnant before myself. Twice in fact, I couldn't even say anything because she stormed off and played with the kids for the rest of the night and sulked away. Now everyone thinks we had this big fight because of how she acted while it was barely an argument. Was I the jerk in this situation? I don't think Opie's the jerk here. I feel like everybody had a relatively appropriate reaction. Is she more so upset that the entire party didn't transform into celebrating her pregnancy announcement? Like, to me, it seems like they're just upset that the topic eventually died down. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not allowing my children to be around my ex-husband's mistress? 35-year-old female, was with my husband, 33-year-old male, for 10 years. We have a daughter, Candace, 11-year-old female, and a son, Jack, 8-year-old male. Three years ago, I found out he was cheating with a co-worker. She sent him a message asking if he was still going to meet up with her later that day and if he was still bringing the kids. I immediately saw red. Not only was he cheating, but he was taking my children to meet his mistress. He eventually said he was done with the marriage and wanted to be with her. Now they're together, but I refuse to let my children anywhere near her. He says I'm ruining his relationship because I refuse to let my children around her. Am I the jerk? Does this woman have court-ordered visitation rights? I mean, I don't know how you really prevent them from seeing the kids if she's with her husband when her husband sees the kids. Now, if it's a situation where OP has the kids and the husband can only visit, I especially don't think OP's the jerk for not letting this woman into their house. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to babysit my stepchildren's half and step-siblings for their mom? I, 31-year-old female, am married to James, 35-year-old male, and we have a -a 3.5-year-old son together. James also has two children, Grace, 13-year-old female, and Luke, 14-year-old male with his ex-wife Sharon, 36-year-old female. Sharon and James have been divorced for 12 years and ever since, Sharon has been in a string of relationships and had four additional children who are ages 10 and under. She is currently married and has three stepchildren who are 7 and under. James has always been willing to help Sharon out if needed so the kids can see them getting along and so they know he always does his best for them and their mom, but now he wants me to go a step further than he ever has, and he wants me to babysit all of Sharon's kids, since I'm a stay-at-home mom, technically, but I do run my own online business to earn money, and I'm able to do that around everything else in my life. He said Sharon is struggling to find childcare for all the children she has, and her husband is a bit of a deadbeat. I found out after that Grace asked her dad to help out because she was worried about her mom. I told James that was too much for me. He said he would help where he could and I wouldn't need to worry about the money side because he would take care of it. I told him that's a lot though and honestly too overwhelming for me. He was frustrated with me and I told him I didn't appreciate the pressure he was putting on me. Later Sharon calls and tells me that she wants to start dropping off the kids after Christmas. I told her I hadn't agreed. She told me James had told her I would do it. She then told me that I should be willing to help out and it would win the kids over, Grace and Luke, to me and maybe even to my son, their half-brother. 
I told James he had no right to promise anything on my behalf. He told me he believed I would be on board and he was surprised I was so against it when I never had a problem with him helping. Then he asked me to give me a reason that couldn't be helped with getting someone in to help me take care of the kids. I told him he can just pay for people then if he's so determined but I won't be babysitting. I also told him we need marriage counseling because of this. Also, and this might be meaningless but I feel I should confess it here, another reason I'm unwilling, even if it wasn't so much hard work, is the fact that Grace and Luke have never shown an interest in my son. But their half-siblings from their mom and step-siblings from her? It's totally different. I think it's because they consider all of them, even the steps, their mom's kids. But with my son, he's mine and not as much their dad's. They're not fond of me or of their mom's husband. It's something I've been working on, but I admit the idea of having all the kids and, as my son gets a bit older, him watching his two siblings treat their other siblings so much better makes me say no anyway. Anyway, Sharon's calling me a butt and saying I'm not thinking of my stepkids. James thinks I should have been willing to work with him to figure out a compromise. Am I the jerk? I really don't think OP's the jerk here, just in general, if you don't want to take care of anybody else's kids, you shouldn't be obligated to do so. There is a lot of unfair and unjust pressure being put on OP's shoulders, and they're being made out to feel like the terrible bad person here for just not wanting to do something most sane people wouldn't want to do. I mean, even if you are watching a couple kids, it's a lot different watching a couple and watching four. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my brother, he's your son, not one of your history students? My brother is a history professor at one of the best universities in our country, specialized in Chinese history. He recently went on a two-week-long holiday with my sister-in-law. My nephew is 19 already, but two weeks alone can get quite dull, so he came over and stayed at my place. During that time, we went to the bookstore together. I bought him a copy of Frank DeCotter's Mao's Great Famine after he asked me to. Later, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law returned from their trip. My brother frowned when he saw the book. I asked him what's wrong and he asked me why I bought his son that misleading, inaccurate crap. I didn't know the book was widely criticized by other historians until my brother told me so. He was glaring at me so I got defensive. I said, what's the big deal? He's your son, not one of your students. He's only reading history as a hobby. My brother was even more upset by the what's the big deal part. He said he took it as me being dismissive of him as he takes his career a significant part of his identity. Update, just talked to my brother about it. I told him I didn't intend to dismiss his career and said that I'm sorry for how I spoke to him. Told him I truly had no idea the book I bought for my nephew is controversial and was only feeling defensive. He, meanwhile, said that his initial reaction was a little bit much. So, we're good now. Well, I'm glad to see OP and their sibling hash it out like actual adults here. Like, it just doesn't have to be that petty and ongoing. Even if it feels like you're taking a little bit of an L, just being able to talk it out and get past it is way better than having this weird petty fight. I think OP definitely got a little too defensive, but I do think it's an honest enough mistake they didn't really know the history behind the book. Just make sure next Christmas it isn't Mein Kampf as a follow-up. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling someone she wasn't a bridesmaid? This happened today and my fiancé, my fiancé's best friend, and his girlfriend all think I'm a jerk now. My fiancé and I got engaged last month and the first thing I did after the excitement wore off was ask my three closest friends to be my bridesmaid, including my best friend as the maid of honor. 
They all said yes and I was pretty okay with having a smaller bridal party. My husband of course asked his best friend to be his best man. Some more context here is that I'm not particularly close with my fiance's best friend's girlfriend. They've been together for two years, but most of that they lived in another state. So I've only ever actually hung out with her one other time. Today we went over to their house so my fiance can pick something up from his best friend and the subject of our wedding came up. She asked me what color the bridesmaid dresses were going to be and when she should show up to go shopping for them. I asked her what she meant by that and she said that she wanted to clear it on her schedule with work. I got silent for a second and she said, well, because I'm going to be in the wedding, right? And I told her, honestly, probably a little harsher than I should have, no, you're not a bridesmaid. Everyone got quiet and we left fairly quickly after that. My fiancé told me that I should just let her be a bridesmaid. His best friend is texting him saying she's devastated. I just don't know her well and I'm not comfortable with a stranger being in my wedding party. Am I the jerk? Update, I put this in the comments but I'll put it here. Apparently his boyfriend's girlfriend has a habit of throwing monumental tantrums over weird stuff. My fiancé was trying to avoid the huge fallout and subsequently the huge backlash she would try to create by asking me to just appease her. I put my foot down and said she can either come as a guest or not at all. He told me it was my decision and he'll let his friend know. We haven't heard anything yet from them, but I'm waiting for the tantrum. Wish me luck. Update 2. So she is throwing a tantrum. The best man is texting my fiancé's other friends about the situation. He said she's been crying about it and I was unnecessarily rude and intentionally leaving her out because I'm jealous. Nobody's taking it though. I'm still standing my ground, and we're rethinking the groomsmen now. Yeah, I think it's a pretty open and shut case here that OP gets to choose who they want to be as part of their bridal party, at least when they're traditionally leaving the bridesmaid decisions up to OP. And yeah, I kind of agree that if he's going to go around and start creating this petition that you probably should rethink the groomsmen too. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my husband eat the food I cooked? My husband has food insecurity and overeats even when he's not hungry. Out of fear, it will all be eaten before he gets to taste it. Every item of snacks, soda in this house that is bought is gone within a few days because he binges until it's gone. And he has in the past told the kids they couldn't have more dinner because there wasn't enough, just so he could eat it later. I was at work for that one. I did make him get therapy, but it's not doing much good because he doesn't apply himself at all, thinks it's pointless and refuses to do the steps they provide. Today I bought stuff for lasagna and bought myself a big salad because I can't eat red sauce. Within an hour of being home, he was already in the fridge asking if he could have my salad because he was starving. I said no originally, but he kept prying and said, come on, please, I'll share it with you. I said what the freak ever and walked off. He left me three bites. I tossed it in the trash. This wasn't even 10 minutes before I started cooking. He said multiple times, I'm so full, or now my belly hurts, or I ate too much, which is common for him, but I was still salty about it, honestly. So I only made half a sheet pan of the lasagna, which would only feed the kids. Husband said he was so full anyways. I give the kids their food 20 minutes later. I prep so cooking takes zero time at all. I tell them they can finish the pan off. Well, my husband comes out and sees the lasagna and says, ooh, that's what I'm talking about. I said, absolutely not. You just ate my dinner and you were full 30 minutes ago. This is the kids' food. I didn't say this in front of the kids. 
He says I'm a royal bench because he needs the lasagna and it's going to send him backwards because now I'm withholding food from him. I can't blame OP and it's really disappointing to see that they're using whatever progress or therapy attempts they've made as just a crutch to argue against OP and manipulate OP. Come on, all this progress I'm making is going to totally backslide if you don't give in to the exact problem that never really got addressed in the first place. Our next story is, am I the jerk for having a poster that says, we reserve the right to refuse service to the British? I, 18-year-old male, was a teacher's assistant for an American history teacher my senior year of high school. She had this poster that said, we reserve the right to refuse service to the British. The last part is in real big letters, instead of saying anyone. And it had a bunch of floating heads, kind of like the Marvel posters, of random people from the American Revolutionary history. And the bottom was a Boston Tea Party scene with a faded American flag design in the background. She retired the year I graduated, and I was helping her pack and I asked her about the poster. She said a student made it for a project years ago and she thought it so funny, she had it professionally printed. She asked if I wanted it, and I said sure, and it's in my room now, with a ton of other posters. Some family friends came over recently and we went in my room, and this cousin, 16-year-old female, her family's real rich, has flown to Europe a lot and she's obsessed with European culture, she asked about it. I said a history teacher gave it to me. Isn't it hilarious? She said, isn't it discriminatory? I said, I don't think so, I find it funny. She said, what's so funny about it? I said, I don't know, just the fact that it has all the floating heads and it says, the British in real big letters is kind of funny. She asked me, what's so funny about racism? I said, it's not racist, it's just an American history joke. She said, yeah, about discriminating against British people. I said, it's literally just a joke, bro, calm down, in an angry tone and my voice was kind of raised. She said, fine, have your racist poster. I said, bro, it's not that deep, oh my god, in an annoyed tone. And she was mad for the rest of the time they were there, and my mom thinks I should apologize. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here because first of all, there's nothing racist about that poster. If you actually knew history, this is all just about the taxation without representation issues. This isn't a quality of a man's character or the color of their skin they're talking about. This isn't a we reserve the right to refuse service to white people poster. They need a small American history lesson. This next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to make my green bean casserole for a Christmas party? For almost 15 years now, my friends have holiday parties where we each bring a dish. Mine has always been a green bean casserole. It's nothing fancy, just a random recipe I found online. A few years ago, Amy joined our group. There have been zero issues with Amy until parties. My casserole was overhyped and after tasting it, Amy said she could do better. I gladly passed casserole duty to her. It didn't hit the same and it was gently suggested to get passed back to me. Amy took this personal. For years, she texted me after parties about how offended she is that I keep making the dish despite her and how bad it tastes. She's even accidentally brought her own green bean casserole several times. This Thanksgiving, Amy snapped over someone complimenting my casserole. She screamed at everyone for pandering to me, how I'm out to get her, and for everyone hating her family since her recipe has been passed down for generations. Then she stormed out. We all talked afterwards and I explained this has been going on for years, even showing the texts. 
Everyone said it was out of character for Amy and wondered if something else is going on. As far as I'm aware, it's only the casserole. We get along 100% otherwise. I took Amy, her husband, and my husband out for coffee to talk and was told it was all a misunderstanding. Amy has been struggling with depression, so it was within her rights to act how she did. I asked how I could help, but Amy said questions like those were what her therapist warned her of me attempting to manipulate her. We agreed to end our talk there since we were getting heated in public and hadn't talked since. When the group chat began planning Christmas dishes, Amy went out of her way to say I should make the casserole since I accused her of hating it and she wouldn't want everyone to feel more uncomfortable than I'm making a misunderstanding out to be. When I tried to speak up, everyone said I shouldn't take things so seriously and to sympathize with Amy going through a rough patch. To me, Amy has made it well aware that something to do with myself or the casserole is causing her so much turmoil over the years. She simply won't talk to me about it, just claims I never listened to her. I have no plans to make the casserole, but now I don't want to go to the Christmas party. My husband thinks it's unfair for me to do that to everyone and that I shouldn't exclude myself from a fun time. I told him there's no hard feelings of him going on his own, but he says I'm missing the point. He says that such a minor thing shouldn't affect years of good moments with Amy and our friends. I fully understand how depression affects people but it's hard for me to accept as a get out free card. I'm very confused and failing to see why this shouldn't be taken seriously. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here and I think it's very frustrating because they're being gaslit here. Come on OP, why are you giving Amy such a hard time? I think just that alone is making it more than understandable why OP doesn't want to show up. Who wants to show up when you get called out for something unjust and everyone just dogpiles on you or immediately jumps to that side and you're left just kind of treading water? That said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.